of all the tea. I guess that's what you guys call it. I spill the tea. I fucking guzzle the tea and I go and spit it all over the place because I'm telling the truth. And that's the tea. Tea is your truth. Tea is what is the tea? Like, what is your truth? What's going on with you? Here's the nice and confusing tea. Girl, what is the tea? What is it? What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Tea Time. I am your host, Tia, and if you listened to the last episode, you heard me say we have a great guest today. Well, I need to just stop doing that because (laughs) sometimes people just don't pull through and you have the ghosts. So that's just what happened here. Um, Not a big deal. We keep it moving. So we got some good headlines for you today. It's going to just be me, myself, and I. Um, and we got some good things going on. Lots of juicy gossip going on. First want to say congrats to Britney Spears on a major milestone with her conservatorship case. Her father has agreed to step down as conservator of her estate. Now, I think it's a little messier than what we think. It's a little, it's not as easy as that. It's not like she's free right now. You know, she's not, she still has a long way to go until, um, this process is, where she wants it to be, but nevertheless, good, good, good news, great news for Britney Spears. Um, Now let's get into some of our other headlines this week. Um, Let's start with, first I want to talk a little bit about reality dating shows because there's like a lot right now so I was gonna just do like one but I'm like I mean I literally have three that I'm watching right now two finales just happened and the premiere of one so first we're gonna dive into it with Bachelor in Paradise premiere August 16th Monday night uh we're now done with Katie season and we're moving on to Bachelor in Paradise and if you've listened to the past couple episodes you know I have been looking forward to this this is way more up my alley this kind of format of dating shows than bachelor it seems a lot less corny with the exception of course of the very dramatic um like intro shots when everyone's just like you know it's in slow-mo and all that posed crap but um the the season itself seems a lot more juicy and like a lot of drama this girl Demi walking in at the end saying she's about to stir shit up like that's what I'm looking for so the premiere was Monday night again, and these are some of, I just kind of gathered, like, what are some of the major things that happened? Because I'm familiar with a lot of the cast members, but not all of them. Um, I've seen Pilot Pete's season, Matt James, the Claire and Tasha season, and now Katie's. So I am familiar with a lot of people, but not everyone. Uh, one of those people who I haven't seen before was Grocery Store Joe. He was new to me, um, but I've learned very quickly his story and what his situation is. And I have him written down as one of those guys that just stood out in episode one. Like his storyline is clearly going to be taking over this season of Bachelor in Paradise. So Grocery Store Joe, actually now known as Jim Joe because of the um, outfit choice that he had for day one on the island. Where did they film this? What, where? Mexico? I think it was Mexico. Definitely Mexico. Um, Yeah, looked hot as hell. So now everyone's calling him uh, Jim Joe because, yeah, he looked like he was like in gym clothes. And, you know, he was like, yeah, I maybe didn't get my hair cut and I didn't get ready for this the way I should have. But whatever. 
Um, so basically his story is how he was together with Kendall, who he had met from the last time he came on Bachelor in Paradise. They had a long relationship and didn't work out. And automatically day one, episode one, he's like, why am I here right now? Like, why am I putting myself through this? Like, I can't go th through this again, blah, blah, blah. And we see over the course of the episode, he's really like trying to leave. He talks to Wells, um, and he's like, oh, yeah, I don't think I could do this. And then Serena P. from Matt James' season comes through and makes him change his mind. A lot of guys had their eyes on Serena P. episode one. She was definitely one of the hot commodities, I would say. Um, and, you know, it looks good right now. Looks good. He looks like he's staying. Serena and him got something going on already right off the bat. But, um, goddamn, uh, the trailer for the season you see that they end up bringing in Kendall, his ex, and that stirs things up. And that poor guy, like, they shouldn't have done that. I mean, I know that's good TV, but, like, that is messed up. Poor guy. He's going to be going through it, it seems. But Grocery Store Joe, uh, we're rooting for you. Another one that I'm really rooting for is Abigail from Matt's season. Um, she got the one-on-one -on -one date with Noah from Clarentasia season. Uh, I like them together. They seem like they really hit it off. So we'll see what goes on with that. Let's talk a little bit about Kenny, though. Kenny, who wanted to come through just naked. Like, there was just a block on him the whole time covering uh, his parts. And I just don't understand how... I mean, good for you. <laughs> he's just over it. Like, he's 40. I think they were saying he might be the oldest person to come on Bachelor in Paradise. I guess he's just like, you know what? This is what it is, and I don't care. But if I were sitting there having a conversation with someone, he's trying to have a serious conversation with me, and I'm just meeting you, and you're sitting next to me naked, like, I'm not going to take that seriously. Like, what is going on? I'm uncomfortable. The sarong isn't going to do it. I don't know. That's just weird. That was bold, but weird, and I don't understand. <laughs> he just walks through down the stairs to meet everyone, and all the guys and girls are like, all right, I guess that's what's happening right now. Uh, so that was, that was interesting to see. Um, Kelsey. Let's talk a little about Kelsey, the champagne pop in their face girl from Pilot Pete season. She said something interesting that I've never heard of before. She had <laughs> laxatives all over her face. What did she? It was like milk, magnesia, something like that. I don't know, ladies. Fact check this. I don't know if this is true or not, but she was saying she just has an issue with sweating, like melting off her makeup from sweat, and so to prevent that. She had milk magnesia all over her face, um, which is a laxative. Apparently, there's multi-use to that. Um, I don't know. Weird. Thought that was a standout moment, though. What else? We have Queen Victoria is now Goddess Victoria. Okay, I don't really want to spend much time on her. That girl is, again, she's great for reality TV. I'll give her that. She's a kook. She's a kook. Um, I like the blonde look on her. I think she looks great, but holy shit. If you're really walking down here saying you're this changed woman, but you're a goddess, like, I don't know. Like, do producers put her up to that, or is she really just that out of control? I don't know. Uh, I truly don't know. Then we got, I'm not going to say her name right, Tazwan. Okay, you know who I'm talking about. The girl who just kept saying she hooked up with Trey's uncle. Um, weird. <laughs> Again, this is just a lot of weird things happening, I feel like, in episode one. But it did pull me in. You know, it's just a bunch of one bizarre thing after another. She hit it off right off the bat with Trey uh, from Katie season. 
Um, even though, yeah, she used to date his uncle. She said they went on a date and they kissed and it's just like, oh my God, how are you, how are you doing? How are, how's either of them even like interested in trying something there? Like, Trey, you're sitting there talking to a girl who you know has kissed your uncle, like your mother's brother, and you're just like, all right, yeah, let's do this uh, and see if there's something there. I don't think I would even attempt that. That is just some weird shit. Say things did work out, and they leave paradise, and they're hand in hand, and they're like, oh, yeah, we love each other. How's that Thanksgiving going to go down? And you see the uncle across the table, and you're just like, yeah, oh, we already met. What? I don't know. I don't know, but shout out to the producers for putting them two together. That was genius. Um, we haven't seen Piper, but we know her and Brendan end up running off into the sunset with a happy story here, I guess, in Paradise, because we've seen lots of pictures of them together. Um, Brendan, of course, being from Claire and Tasha's season, he and Tasha, uh, he made it far. He made it really far. And coming uh, to Paradise, all the ladies have their eyes on Brendan. He is like eye candy when it comes to the men this season. So Piper, uh, unless I missed something, I haven't seen Piper yet. So I guess she'll be coming on in a later episode. And then just the fact that David Spade was guest hosting. How do we feel about that? Uh, no more Chris Harrison. Uh, I know that later on this season, we have Lil John coming through. We have Lance Bass. It, it, it seems like they just wanted, I, I don't know what the plan there was with the hosts this season. It's a little out of left field. Um, but I thought it was funny. One point, Tammy, calls him Dave because she thought his name is Dave Chappelle no no miss <laughs> that's David Spade uh, I, I don't know I mean he's been a longtime fan of the Bachelor franchise so it makes sense just to get him he's a comedian like could work out um but I don't know about this whole hopping around thing I kind of wish if like they went with David Spade they just would keep it consistent all season but we'll see how it goes that was what I have written down for the major standout moments of the premiere it was kind of all over the place as you can tell a lot of crazy weird things you got naked people you got laxatives on the face you have a self-proclaimed go goddess walking down the steps um and a lot of uh, making out with uncles like I don't know what's happening but uh, I'm trying to keep up and I will definitely be tuning in next Monday for episode two. Now, moving on to two finales that um, just happened. We have the Love Island finale just aired and the F-Boy Island finale was released on HBO Max this past Thursday. So let's start with Love Island and that finale, okay? So if you guys missed it, the final four couples, and fast forward if you didn't watch it yet, I mean, I know a lot of people are trying to catch up. A lot of my friends haven't gotten to that finale yet of Love Island because let's face it, they had a new episode five times a week. They had two-hour episodes Sunday nights. Um, then it was like Paramount Plus special on Monday. Then it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then no episode Saturday. So literally almost every, every day except for Monday and Saturday were new episodes. So I get it. It's a lot to catch up on. But spoiler alert, we're breaking down the finale right now. So final four couples, Olivia and Corey, Kira and Will, Jeremy and Bailey, and Alana – oh, no, Alana and Charlie – I need to keep remembering her name is pronounced like Atlanta without the T. Everyone pronounced it wrong throughout the whole season, but Atlanta, Atlanta. Okay, first of all, let's talk about uh, Olivia and Corey. Okay, so they were both OGs 
from day one, they were at the villa and they both struggled to find a connection in the villa. Um, so the turning point for them was definitely Casa Amor. Olivia decided very boldly, I might add, to come back from Casa Amor single, knowing damn well that she could just go home. Like if she didn't click with somebody else, like she was just like, I'm not settling for somebody at Casa just because I should be coupled up with somebody. She came back single. And from there, she went up to Corey and was like, I think I like you. And they were great friends the whole season. They were really just platonic, like, friends. Like, if you remember, um, what was it, like, Operation Heart Attack or something, where, or whatever it was, with Cash um, and Olivia and Corey. They were all sitting together on the couch talking about their mission. Cash was going to say her feelings to Cinco, and Olivia was going to give her feelings to Will. That's weird to think about now. But Corey was there to talk them through it, and, like, that was really just her best guy friend. And it turns out they ended up really connecting and they definitely became a fan favorite once they did couple up Olivia and Corey. So yeah, their heads did both turn at one point too. his turn for Bailey and um, Olivia was interested in Andre, but at the end of the day, they were like, yeah, no, this is, this is what's better for us. So that was one of the final couples. We have Kira and Will. They've been coupled up since Will came to the villa, but that couple has been rubbing people the wrong way. I mean, we get it. Will hooked up with Flo and Casa and it was, um, you know, a little shady, I guess, but like not, I don't know. I feel, I feel very different than I feel like most of America feels about this situation. Will, um, he, I don't know. He just was exploring his options. Like Kira could have too. Clearly they had a good relationship going into Casa. I feel like it was like Shannon and Josh and Kira and Will were like the only two, like, real steady couples going into casa and um obviously shannon and josh had to quit the show for personal reasons um that was honestly just such a shock and so heartbreaking but um when it comes to kira and will i don't know i think that it, it, it was similar to like the selly and johnny situation from last year um but I feel like it was it wasn't like that though because Johnny was scummy in the sense that he just wasn't honest about it. When we had Mercedes come on here. She just was like, all she kept saying to him was like, "Look, if you go back to Sally, like I hope things work out, but like you should just be honest with her. Just be honest with her, and it'll all be okay." And he wasn't. He left out so much, uh, so many details, and that's why in the end, Sally and Johnny, who were the front runners all season, lost to Justine and Caleb. Um, because they're, you know, they were just too shady. So I think it left the same taste in people's mouth, the situation with Will and Kira, but I don't think it should have. I think it was completely different. Will seems very genuine and, uh, at least to me, maybe I'm easily manipulated. I don't know, but it looked to me like he was just being honest with Kira. He's like, yeah, I mean, I, I liked this girl, but I realized I, I like you more. And what's wrong with that? Like at the end of the day, what is wrong with that? That's what the show is about. He wasn't really dating her. Um, uh, but the realty on Kira and Will is uh, fans are speculating if they knew each other before the show. Yeah. So in the last episode, Olivia had mentioned like, um, very briefly, she goes, Oh yeah. And you guys live 15 minutes apart and you didn't even know it. Like you'll be great outside of the villa. And it's like, hold on now, Kira and Will live 15 minutes away from each other and they've never crossed paths. So Will turned down, he, he completely was like, yeah, no, never, never crossed paths in our lives. But now fans are going off and having a field day with that on Twitter. They're like, oh my God, they tried to scam us and they still going to lose. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. 
were they really just scammers? I don't know. I genuinely believed the both of them that they just liked each other. I would have never guessed that they were 15 minutes from each other at all. Didn't know. I don't know. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think they knew each other. And if they did that, I think that was some great acting. I think that was some really great acting. If they do know each other before all this. And, uh, I, I don't know. That's crazy. I need to, I need to do more digging on that, but um, I mean, obviously they're going to deny it. It's not like anyone is going to confess. Maybe there'll be someone who comes out of the woodwork that knows them both and steps up into a tabloid and is like, I know that they know each other. I know it. And they faked it. And they tried to win the $100,000 by scamming America. Maybe. I don't know. That's the real tea. Uh, but they didn't. Uh, we're going to get into the winners in a second. We got Jeremy and Bailey. I mean, it's the same thing with the other two couples. It, at the end of the day, it was really Olivia and Corey versus Kira and Will. The other two couples, I think, were just too new to really win America over. Jeremy and Bailey, I think they had a good connection, but it was, like, kind of too little, too late. And same with Alana and Charlie. Um, I really don't think they really stood a chance <laughs> at all. Um, Cache was, like, America's sweetheart of Love Island. And I don't know. I just feel like that, that couple never really stood a chance at winning. But ultimately, Olivia and Corey won the $100,000 grand prize. A lot of people are talking about, I mean, I think they, they deserved it. They did great. And I think it's just kind of crazy looking back. It reminds me a lot of Justine from season two. She had a tough time finding any connections for the longest time in season two until Caleb came around. And it's kind of like the same pivotal point, I think that it was for Corey and Olivia, like Casa, after Casa, really like blossoming. And so that's what happened. They won. Congratulations to them. I hope they stay together. I'm curious about their current status, if they're going to try to make things work long distance. I'm not sure where they live um, in relation to each other off the top of my head. But um, anyway, a lot of fans are talking about that uh, if, if CBS should have given the win to Josh and Shannon, um, so Josh had to leave the show once he found out that unfortunately his sister passed away while filming um, and Shannon chose to leave with him. So crazy, so sad. Um, and of course th they are still together. Shannon had went to Massachusetts with his family, um, I, I guess for her funeral. And then now he's currently in, she lives in Philly. So um, he, he's up there now with her. So it's kind of insane. They have definitely, they had the strongest relationship in the villa. Like it's not, you know, it's undeniable. I think everyone knew like, oh, Josh and Shannon are going to win. I guess, of course, you can't let them win. They didn't stay the whole course of the show. But I don't know. I think something should should be done on behalf of CBS for, for Josh's family. Um, but anyway, congratulations to Corey and Olivia. They definitely deserve that win. No doubt. Kira and Will, I'm interested to see if they stay together, though, because during the finale, Will did ask Kira to be his girlfriend. Mm, I'm interested to see. The other finale that we had was F-Boy Island. If you did not see it, skip ahead, because I'm spilling <laughs> everything that happened. All right. In the biggest plot twist of all time, CJ didn't choose KC. I don't know how that happened. I Shocking. Very shocking. Um, she ended up choosing new Jared and, um, basically how it works is each girl had to select either, um, they each had their two final guys 
each of the three girls, the two final guys that they had, um, one was an F boy and one was a nice guy. And so how it worked was if the women chose to couple up with an F boy, they were running the risk of the guy keeping the $100,000 grand prize for themselves. So each, each girl was at a chance for $100,000. Um, so, and if they chose a nice guy, then the nice guy would, um, split the hundred thousand with her. So she would definitely be leaving with 50 grand. He would be leaving with 50 grand. It's a safe option to do here. Um, but Casey, or excuse me, but CJ was actually the only girl to choose a nice guy. Um, which is just shocking because of the three girls between CJ, Sarah, and Nikia, I thought for sure CJ was going to choose Casey. They hit it off from episode one. Uh, they're, they're, I don't know. I guess it just came down to choosing a man versus a boy, like she had said, and she chose Jared. Um, it's unclear if they are still together. Did some digging on that. Not sure uh, about that. But what was interesting, though, is that the F boys had to had to like lock in their decision beforehand if they were to be chosen. Were they going to keep the $100,000 for themselves or choose to split it with the girl? And Casey did end up actually choosing to split the money if he did win, which he didn't. Um, and so he he is a certified reformed F-boy. So that's good for him. But he, he walks away with nothing. <laughs> uh, just a little bit of clout now. But then we got um, Sarah. So Sarah chooses to go in the sketchy route and chooses f-boy garrett over nice guy josh i'm sorry sarah this was the dumbest thing i have ever seen in my entire life are you like like how many times did garrett need to screw up for her to realize that he was going to keep the money in the end like there was nothing surprising about him saying i'm keeping it for myself like not one ounce of me was like <gasps> I was way more shocked that CJ went with uh, didn't go with Casey, and she went with New Jared. That was way more shocking to me than Garrett deciding to keep a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God, what what a what a silly girl to go that route. Um, she just played herself, really. Uh, it's not even like Garrett played a smooth game. Like when you watch back, like he got busted with having a girlfriend at home. Oh God, very gullible. I don't know, but um, in the end. Nikki Glazer did a little plot twist and said, you know, if you keep the money, you're actually not getting that money. It's going to a charity of Sarah's choice. So neither one of them gets any cash money, but um, it goes to a charity of Sarah's choice. I don't know. Um, that was just so not surprising to me at all that Garrett tried to pull that, though. Um, and then Nikia, she chose OG Jared which was also, that was shocking to me. Like, I could not believe. Go with Fernando, the nice guy. Oh, my God. Like, that was a risk that she got lucky with because it turned out he did reform and decided to split the money with her. But I, I was, my bullshit detector was going crazy with OG Jared. His, his speeches, he'd be like, you know, when we open up to each other, it's such a vibe. And I love you. No, you don't. You don't even know her. I, I thought it was just a typical, like, you know, schmoozing type of talk to win. Um, but to everyone's surprise, I think, including Nakia's, he did choose to split the money with her. So it worked out for her. The only person it didn't work out for was Sarah, who I'm sorry, totally did that to herself. Totally. Um, but I'm curious, how is this going to work out for the new seasons? 
like with season two of F-Boy Island, the F-Boys coming onto the show, they now know that if they choose to keep the money at the end, like after seeing what happened to Garrett, it's not really going to be theirs. So is every F-Boy who gets chosen just going to choose to split the money so that they get something out of this? I don't know. I, I don't know how that's going to end up working out. Like, do they just hope that the guys didn't see what happened season one? They're going to pull that plot twist again? I really don't know. Um, but the money, uh, again, the $100,000 that Garrett thought he won is actually going to a charity of Sarah's choice. So TMZ caught up with Garrett and Casey in LA recently over the weekend. And Garrett said that Sarah is choosing a sex trafficking charity to give the $100,000 to. He then was spilling some more tea. He was like, you know, um, definitely implying that they stay in communication, him and Sarah, that um, an apology is coming to her uh, and that she's very open to that, saying that uh, he wants to take her out on a date and that he didn't fake his feelings for her on the show. I don't know. Of course he's going to try to take her on a date because she'll probably say yes. And not for nothing, he also said his dating life has been shit since the show has aired because people, women just want to run from him. He's like the typical F-boy that no girl wants to go near because they're going to be screwed over. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. For Christ's sake, I hope Sarah doesn't go on one single solitary date with him. She's too pretty. And um, I think smart, like, like, I think she's gullible, like, when it comes to like guys that are manipulative like Garrett, but like, she seemed like a very smart put together girl. So for Christ's sake, Sarah, run very far. He literally said he, that he needs to buy you a boob job because you didn't have boobs. Like, this guy sucks. He sucks. Um, but I will say he made for great TV. I'm not sure that I would have kept tuning into F-Boy Island if it weren't for Garrett being on there. He did, and Casey, they did make the show. I know they're trying to have their own spinoff. Maybe if they live together, uh, they will. I don't think so, but they like to... They're, they're riding that fame wave right now, so let them enjoy it. Um, I did see, now if you listen to a few episodes ago, I had my sister on and we were talking about um, when it was the premiere of F-Boy Island. And I was saying, like, promoters, there was a promoter in, like, episode one. And he, when one of the girls asked what he did for work, he straight up said he was a promoter. Like, if there is a signal of, like, F-Boy alert, it's if you're a, a club promoter. Like, it is. Um, and so it's just really funny because this morning one of my girlfriends sent to me that a club promoter that we know from Miami just applied to the show. And he needs to put it all over his story that he just applied. And it's like, good God, you're such a loser. What an F-boy. Hope he doesn't get casted. But if he does, I guess that'd be kind of funny. Um, all right. That's all we have for reality dating show news. I know that was a long one. But again, I mean, like there was just too much that went on. We couldn't pick and choose one. We had two finales and a premiere. It's big stuff there. Um, all right. Now, next headline. I'm so tired of this. This might be the third or fourth time I've done this headline. But are Chloe and Tristan back together again? <laughs> are they? I don't know. Um, I don't think. I, I don't know, actually. I don't think they are. But it's not like it necessarily was clearly shut down. Um, I guess it kind of was. Maybe not. So anyway. Khloe Kardashian, 37-year-old, keeping up with Kardashians alum, clapped back after a Twitter critic reacted to a report that she and Tristan have reunited once again. The former couple did split back in June, if you remember, when there was all these rumors that Tristan was hooking up with uh, this model and whatever, Instagram model and all that stuff. So um, in response to the report, 
that they were back together, the Twitter user wrote, quote, at this point, Khloe Kardashian has no self-worth anyway, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so Khloe saw the comment and she actually replied to the Twitter user on Monday saying, quote, you're telling me you made an assessment about my life because of a random blog? I think that says more about you than it does about me. Hmm. I'm just, I'm just trying to dissect that quote here. Um, is she just clapping back that this person said she has no self-worth? Or is she saying, you're dumb to believe that this is true, like I'm not really back with Tristan? I'm not really too clear on that. If she's back together again, none of our business. For this, this girl is really, I don't know. I hope she's not. But it's like, what does this mean? You're telling me you made an assessment about my life because of a random blog. Yeah, I think that she might just be clapping back at this self-worth comment. Not necessarily the story that they're, <laughs> they've rekindled anything. I don't know. Who knows? Tristan tweeted too. I don't even want to read his tweets. It's just so irrelevant. But he was just talking about like um, gossip sites trying to steal another person's dignity, honor, credibility, reputation. Bro, you, you screwed up your own reputation on your own without the help of any gossip sites. So let's just make that really clear. Shut up. <laughs> like, Tristan, just shut up. Um, there is nothing you could say to make up for your... Put him on F-Boy Island. Are we kidding? Put Tristan Thompson on F-Boy Island. Make him go through... So Nikki Glazer's the host. And if you haven't seen, the eliminated F-Boys go to this place called Limbro. Okay, it's like... They're sleeping on cots. They got like a sack for a pillow. They have like, oh my God, it's like absolute dump. And each episode, like Nikki Glazer's there, like going through F-boy therapy with them. Put put Tristan there. He needs to run Limbro season two of F-boy Island. But don't pay him for it. He don't need to be paid for his F-boy ways. Um, but that'd be funny to see that. He is the face of F-boys, I think, in America. So I don't know if they're if they're actually back together again or not. I think that's up in the air. Um, but there were reports recently. Um, a source close to the family said back in July how Chloe's family thinks that Tristan's behavior is very childish and it's unfair to her. Um, of course it is. They, uh, the source also said, "quote They would love for her to move on with someone who treats her better. They also understand why it's so hard for her." because he's he he is a schmoozer and it's so confu I get why it's confusing to her but like he'll always be um posting these like flirty comments on her Instagram still publicly and it's just like stop messing with this girl's head Chloe's got to move on you got a new gig waiting for you on F-Boy Island I mean come on Tristan get out of here like I just can't take that guy seriously I really hope to god it's not true that they're back together they're probably just seen together because they have a freaking three-year-old kid and she just wants to make sure that True still has her dad in his life in her life. But I don't think it I don't think it's anything beyond that, but what the hell do I know? Right? Right. Um, okay, and the last story we have here is about Lizzo and Cardi B's new collab slash they're making headlines for other things right now. So in the new music news on Friday, August 13th. Cardi B and Lizzo teamed up together to release the song Rumors. The song celebrates being yourself regardless of hateful comments. Might I just say before I move on that every time I say this, that they have a song called Rumors, I have Lindsay Lohan 2004's Bop playing in my head. If you don't remember, let me actually pull this up for you because this shit was fire. Hold on. Oh yeah, 11 years ago. 
2009? Wow. Yeah, that was a bop. Anyway, every time I hear rumors, I'm like, oh my god, that's what plays in my head. But anyway, this song is great. Lizzo, I think, yeah, it's Lizzo featuring Cardi B. It's a great song. So like I said, it's all about um, being yourself, celebrating that, and regardless of all the hateful comments that you might get. But um, Lizzo did open up over the weekend about how I guess sometimes it is hard to continue celebrating who she is because of the hate that she does get could be too much at times. She did over the weekend break down in tears on Instagram live over comments that were both quote fat phobic and racist. Um, let's play a clip. Sometimes I feel like the world just don't love me back. It's like it doesn't matter how much positive energy you put into the world, you're still gonna have people who have something, something mean to say about you. It's fat phobic. And it's racist and it's hurtful. Ugh, poor Lizzo, she doesn't do anything to anyone. Ugh, so anyway, there was, um, that video went up over the weekend on her Instagram live. Clearly she's upset. She's literally visibly crying. And Cardi B did come to her defense tweeting, quote, when you stand up for yourself, they claim you're problematic and sensitive. When you don't, they tear you apart until you're crying like this. Whether you're skinny, big, plastic, they're going to always try to put their insecurities on you. Remember, these are nerds looking at the popular table. She then tweeted, Rumors is doing great. Stop trying to say the song is flopping to dismiss a woman's emotions on bullying or acting like they need sympathy. The song is top 10 on all platforms. Body shaming and calling her mammy is mean and racist as bleep. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice that Cardi B did come to her defense. Cardi B is not a, a stranger to being uh, criticized by media and, and, you know, fans and whatever because... She's just very unapologetically herself, which is very outgoing and very out there and very different, which is what made her super successful, super fast, if we're being real. Um, Cardi B, I mean, what Bodak Yellow came out, what, 2017? And, like, look how big she is in four years. Like, get out of here. She's a Grammy winner, for Christ's sake. There's so many major artists that have never, ever achieved the accomplishments that Cardi B has. And same with Lizzo, also a Grammy winner. So, I mean, the song is great. Let's play, let's, let's play a clip of of uh, rumors, actually. Let's see. They hated on me since school, yeah. I never thought I was cool, yeah. Now me and Cardi, we cool, yeah. I love hoes on foes, yeah. I am body goals, yeah. This shit from my soul, yeah. Black people may rock and roll, yeah. Why are you spending all your time trying to break a woman down? Yeah, it's catchy. It's cute. It's empowering. It's a good vibe. Um, I mean, it's Lizzo and Cardi B. To me, that's a bop. That's an automatic bop before I ever heard anything. Um, I'm already here for it just because of the duo. So it's very nice and heartwarming to see Cardi B stand up for her like that. Um, I, everyone just needs to shut up. <laughs> like, like, okay, we're still calling people fat and making fun of their skin color. I just don't understand people who have the time and energy to be saying shit like that behind a keyboard. It's so fucking weird to me. So lame. Don't cry, Lizzo. We love you. Anyway, that wraps up this week's episode of Tea Time, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I put together what I could with the time that I had. 
being that the guest I had did ghost. It is what it is. I'm not sweating it. Um, next week, we will have another new episode for you. So tune into that. And until next Wednesday, stay sipping that tea. Pumpkin spice particularly because it is officially back. Okay, bye. <laughs>